0: live on youtube i'm joined by joe mccolgan and he's just had his fight announcement It's for the lightweight title joe i'm i'm so excited for this fight
1: yeah me too uh it's been a long time coming um i know i've had a a previous opportunity and uh but it's a short notice one this is completely different i've had what i've known about um from about 12 weeks out so uh Yeah, it just feels completely different this one. Very excited for it. Uh, It's a good style matchup for me. So yeah, just can't wait for it.
0: So you've had a full camp then, if you've known, for 12 weeks. Are you able to train normally at the moment?
1: Yeah, uh, like more than a full camp. Normally I actually don't find out who my opponent is. um, Anywhere between six to two weeks out from the fight. So (laughs) I've never had this amount of time to prepare for one person. Um, And in terms of... Uh, training yeah like uh, nothing's really changed for me um over the lockdown because we have that elite status we're able to train um yeah. and we've got a full squad of guys who are on that same status so uh, it's actually been better and uh, normally like in a normal training day you go to like a jiu-jitsu class and there's um there's people from all different levels and the the class is taught to cater to all those different levels but for for the past like year i think um it's pretty much been training is fight specific for myself and Paul and any of the other guys who are fighting. So it's kind of, it's like having private lessons every single session. Yeah. It's
0: great. <laughs> I really feel like you can tell when, when people are in there and fighting, you can tell the people who've had like more kind of one-to-one training and opportunities and those that haven't been able to train properly or maybe those that usually need to get sparring partners into the gym and haven't been able to and there seems to be like a real kind of gulf between the types of training that people have been able to do
1: oh absolutely um and you'll see it even more now over in northern ireland the gyms have actually reopened so uh like the like the non uh fighters who didn't have that uh, elite status they are now Mm -hmm. able to train again and they will be in shock at the amount like the the kind of improvements that the fighters have made since the lockdown began um yeah it's just gonna be it's gonna be amazing
0: i'm excited to see it so so let's talk about your opponent um now he's he's the current champion aggie sadari his last two fights have gone to split decisions so his last fight was against don donovan desmay what did you think of the fight and what did you think of the decision
1: um uh, it wasn't a great fight uh but i like and i've had my words about donovan desmay before but i actually thought donovan won the fight Um, he took the fight on on six days notice and you know it's really you know he did his best like he tried he tried to beat the champion but obviously he you only you can only do so much whenever you've got six days of preparation like over yeah. five rounds and aggie just kind of sat back and just played a stole the rounds and then turned it up in the last couple of rounds it's kind of you know as a champion you should probably do a bit more He should have been finishing donovan Desme, in my opinion so like it wasn't an impressive fight i mean he's like you would say i'd say he's a good champion he's he's active but i think rightly so you know he spent 50 minutes in a cage warriors cage and i don't even think he's taking a punch he's not not a mark on his face so why wouldn't he turn this around really quickly like i remember after i fought uh meddy ben lactor it was the fight of the year uh, on cage warriors i was severely concussed i had you can actually see it in my lip right now when i smile See the, that side drips down a bit. I like, got permanently paralyzed from that Medi Ben Lactar fight. Really? My nose, yeah, my nose is Like I have permanent paralysis on my lip and my septum is so bad. And I fought nine weeks later on Cork. Wow. Um
0: do
1: you know what I mean? That's like you know, I like people say, like Aggie's great, like it's a, he's a a good champion because he's turning around really quickly. But he had a sparring match for twenty five minutes and sixteen weeks later he's he's fighting again. That's not a quick turnaround. That's that's his duty as champion, but you know that's just my that's just my view. Like I think he I think he is like he's a great fighter, but um, I think that maybe he's he's gotten lucky the past couple of times. But I don't think he'll, he'll get lucky. With well, the against... time
0: before was a split decision as well over Jack Guan. Um, yeah. How how did you feel about that fight and that decision?
1: I I haven't actually watched that fight. Um, I think I watched like maybe like a few minutes of the first round. I just going off what people are saying, it was a close fight. But I think Aggie, Aggie actually took that on short notice. And, you know, so fair play to him. Jack's a hard Jack's a hard puzzle to figure out. And you know, fair play to him, he came in maybe on short notice, uh, took it to him, fought a good fight and came away with the win. So yeah, fair play to him. Like but again, I haven't really watched that fight. I, I let my coaches do all the watching, and they can figure things out about what his style is like. You know, I, I've watched the, I've watched some things on him, yeah. so I roughly know what what he's up to. Uh, and my coaches will go, uh, like, do a deeper analysis of him and, and kind of. it's I was talking last night to my coach, and the, if I look back at all my fights. My coaches have never told me not to do anything differently for any opponent. It's the right. same thing; they know exactly what style works for me, and I just go out and do it, no matter who I'm fighting, really. And um, you know, if I if I can if I can if I'm confident in myself, uh, if I've got the right preparation, I, I don't really see anybody beating me, um, and I hope to prove that on the twenty or twenty sixth of June.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited for this fight because it's just i feel like you really 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 deserve the opportunity again nice. um like you said you t- you had the first title shot on short notice mm-hmm. um how, how do you feel about that fight now in hindsight uh, anything you'd change or you know just just Look- kind of thoughts on it in general
1: yeah, like I mean, like I don't even like thinking about it to be honest with you. Uh, it's probably one of the worst, worst kind of weeks of my MMA career. I'm going to say week because the minute that fight was offered to me, it was just it was just like a slippery slope. Nothing was going right. You know, it was hard to prepare. And um, when everything was shutting down, like you know, coaches, family were all saying it's, it's not going to go ahead, Joe. Like, and you're trying to cut weight and um, you're fighting, you know, you go from fighting. From three rounds to fight in the five rounds and with no preparation
0: yeah
1: uh, against someone who's like if you look at our styles we're hard style matchups for each other so it was a hard fight yeah. for both of us and you know just it, it didn't work out and, like it didn't go my way in the night and, and that's fair enough live by the sword die by the sword and all that um and the, kind of the main thing i took away from that fight was you know champions always find a way to win and mason jones had the same like kind of excuses the same hurdles that I had to try and overcome and he overcame them and he showed up and did what he needed to do and that's why he walked away the champion and I didn't and um, so you know my lesson from that was like I loads and loads to learn from that like I mean in my preparation is <clears throat> I've always said like now I say that if I will never commit to a fight if I don't think that I'm going to be able to prepare fully for that fight mm. And because I, I work a full-time job that, you know, so there's going to be periods during the year where I actually can't fight it because the work is going to be so uh, intense. What do you so do, I, just, you I, I work as like a business analyst uh, for a payments company. Mm-hmm. And so I work on projects and, you know, projects have peaks and troughs. Uh, and yeah. so sometimes, like, you know, it's not going to be busy. And then the other times, like, whenever you're close to like an implementation, it's just going to be hectic. You know, you're working serious hours. So we just would never schedule a fight around then. So you know, like I, so like the main thing is that only accept a fight when I know I'm going to be able to prepare fully. Um, don't focus solely on on one style because things can change. A fighter can pull out, and you might have to be matched up against a wrestler, and you've been preparing for like like a southpaw uh, boxer, things like that. Um, but the, the, I suppose the main one is about the the mindset. It's just like the champion's mindset. Is you know, champions always find a way to win and always remain positive seek opportunities to do different training whenever you've been injured. And, you know, I've I've actually applied those lessons. Like I I applied them and um last year. I I turned down a fight that was scheduled close though when I got married because I knew that I just wasn't going to be fully into the camp. Yeah. Um and then after that when I fought Kieran Lister, I you know, I knew I was going to be fighting like a Southpaw striker. But I, I I trained for everything. I trained for a wrestler. I was like I trained for I trained for anyone really and i walked in there fully prepared not only to fight kieran lester but fully prepared to fight any other guy in the division even if it was a yeah. champion over five rounds if it needed to be and then again further evidence of of my like of learning from this was that they actually offered me the aggie fight last time around before it was offered to anybody else and i knew that i had just bought a new house me and my wife bought our house and it needs a lot of work done to it and i just i had the i had the spend most of my time doing that and i just knew that i wasn't going to fully be able to commit even though i knew i said i was just like i could be i get a heartbeat here but like you know i need to give a good account of myself yeah um so i, I, I turned that down um and now now that now that everything's done i all i need to focus on is the fight and i've got loads of time to prepare so you're gonna see a kind of. You know, I say two uh, That's a cliche to say, but there really is. I'm, I'm a different animal now. And you saw it in the Kieren fight. You're going to see it in the, the Aggie fight. And I'm one hundred percent confident that I'm, I'm going to walk away with that belt. Have to, can't be. I me. love
0: that champions mindset thing. I totally believe in it as well. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit like a football team as well. It, 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 if you're you know you're in that zone and and you truly believe you're gonna win like it doesn't matter how late in the game it gets mm-hmm. you just still 100 percent believe you're gonna get that goal in extra time or or yeah, you know yeah. like injury time like you just know it's coming kind of thing yeah. and and you're gonna find a way to make sure you walk away with that win and I think that's so important in fighting so
1: important like I remember like after that Mason Jones fight that was locked down, you couldn't train so I was just running running all the time and every run i was thinking about like john jones like everyone thinking like the time like he broke his big toe against gilson he's still like the all the champions all the great champions will always win they'll always find a way to win through adversity and i was like if i'm ever going to fight again that is going to be my attitude it has to be or else i'll never fight again and you know i worked on that like i I worked on my mindset and I'm, i'm like you know I'm definitely in a, in a much stronger place mentally. And physically, it's always been there. You know, technically, it's always been there. It's just the mindset sometimes has let me down. And, uh, now you're going to get the full package.
0: I felt bad for everyone as well who picked up a loss on on that event and then had to go into lockdown with not being able to train. <laughs> train and, like, yeah. surely you want to get straight back in there and just, like, show what you can do and get straight back in the gym and work on all the things you're unhappy with.
1: Yeah, well, for me actually, it wasn't like that because I was thinking, you know what, you know that was my my last hurrah. Like, I'm just done with the sport. Like,
0: did you really think that?
1: Yeah, oh, completely. Like, I retired about sixty times on the flight home. (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) it's just one of those things because I'm a wee bit older, and I was just thinking, do you know what? But the more I kind of, you know, I took time to reflect properly, um. I knew that there was. Uh, I had like obviously a lot more to give, and I could still get there. And I knew I was like, right, if I if I if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to take on the best. And that's why I actually asked for Karen Lister because he was a new guy into the the division, some undefeated fresh blood
0: at the time.
1: On the it had some really good like knockouts, one punch KOs, mm. a good striker. And you know we messaged Ian Dean after his after he won like he won his fight against Tom Burns, and aim was all over it he was like yeah happy days and you know like he he accepted it straight away and then you know so like and, and i and i said i said in an interview before i was like you know people were asking me I was like oh what about like do you reckon you can get a title shot off this and i was like well if i go out there and i squeeze a decision over here and then absolutely not I, ha- I haven't proven that i'm ready but if i can go out and put him away in emphatic fashion then maybe maybe i am the next yeah. in line and that's what i did and you know if you take away the Mason Jones fight, like I'm on a like what four four fight winning streak, yeah, and um, that short notice like hurdle, like let's just forget about that. Like I'm on a winning streak. All my performance has been very good. I've got three first round finishes, and you know a draw, which is fight of the year, which could be argued that you know I did win that fight, but
0: um, do, I want to ask you about that. How how you saw that decision?
1: Ah, you know I see. To be honest, like I like it. Uh, everyone wants to like. I look back and everyone says like, well, I think you did enough in the last round to negate the the 8 and you know I I took him down in the like last minute and a half and I held him down and then in the first minute you know there's about two and a half minutes of me actually winning the winning that round and then two and a half minutes of him absolutely beating the shit out of me. So like, <laughs> there's an argument to be made that I actually did enough to this to make it a 10-9. So that would have been 29-28 for me, but I I, I like the story behind it now. Uh, I like yeah. that it's a draw. I, like I like that he came out and he because uh, to be able to, like he was, yeah, I, I saw him looking at his corner in the second round. I've seen this in a few of my opponents before. This looking at his corner, not having not having a clue what to do. He was like he was being taken down, beaten on the ground, and he was being beaten on the feet. And so he he came out. I walked into that third round thinking he cannot do a single thing to me. I have in the I, this is in the bag. He must have been thinking I need to knock him out. And Jesus, he, he was very close to doing it so like it's good i think that he i think he deserved the the draw um and i think it's it's a good storyline and yeah it was a
0: mental fight it was amazing to watch although like one to watch kind of behind your right uh, behind your hands yeah but um yeah it was absolutely (laughs) crazy and i loved it it does set up a rematch at at some point for sure 100%. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. But to hear so, yeah. you talk about the injuries you've walked away from, like the lasting injuries, your lip and, and your yeah. nose and stuff, like <laughs> that's the stuff that that people don't think about when you're you're yeah. watching a fight of the year and enjoying it, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, you don't think about the the lasting consequences of that for the fighters.
1: Uh, yeah, you absolutely don't. And the, those the ones that I just described, they're just superficial. What what damage has been done to my brain? That's what I want to know about. Although I did get I did get an MRI and I asked them to do like a comparative analysis to make sure that my baseline MRI so when I had years ago versus now they yeah. said there's nothing there's nothing untoward there but they, they still don't know like with CT and stuff so yeah um, something I'm,
0: I'm, they can't check for until after you've died unfortunately yeah. so yeah. um yeah but
1: I mean like I am very sensible like I whenever I sign it, like during training like everyone like um mocks me because I'm always about brain trauma and like I don't want to be sparring like I do spar hard but like I'm like there's no there's no reason to be sparring 100 percent to the head. Yeah. And I'm always like I always limit them at the sparring I do. But whenever how I sign up sparring play, is that? How much sparring?
0: Yeah. Once a
1: week. Just once a week. Um yeah. although sometimes I might up it to like twice a week if I've been injured and then I need mm-hmm. to catch up with me. I just need to get sparring so that um i just feel sharp yeah how i react to being punched um in like the first couple of weeks of camp is very different to how i react in the last couple of weeks of camp and that's a that's a process that i need i just need to go through like i mean it's not as if i react i'm like a shy away. it's just like i'm say i get punched and i get stung a wee bit and i like i take a couple of seconds to think mm, i need to take them down or see when i get punched in the last couple of weeks of camp i'm bam, bam straight back with counters like it's just kind of par for the course i don't care like so i just need to get that and as soon as like for the the karen lister fight i didn't spar for the last three weeks because in my very last spar i I got cut open on my eye like i had a bad cut so I, i literally couldn't do any grappling or sparring before that but that was like that happened in the fifth round and before that i felt amazing i felt so sharp and I had, like so, I had to go to a and a get to stitch up, and I was like my coach I was like, I'm not going to be able to spar, but they were like, that's fine because you looked sensational, and I felt good, and I was like, well, I don't need to do any more sparring, as long as I keep my fitness where it's at, I feel confident, I feel sharp, that'll carry over into the fight, so I just I need to feel get to that. Point. Yeah, but I just need, I just need to get that, um, to that level in sparring, and then everything after that is just maintenance for me. Um, so yeah, so like you're currently
0: this time around yes. or is this like
1: too early to, to say no, like you're at I, like I, optimum I'm, I'm not optimum i'm going to be peaking right up around the like i'm going to aim to peak just right around the fight of the fight so i've still got um more to, more to give uh, in training camp uh like i feel i feel sharp i felt sharp like four weeks ago but i still i want to because this is five rounds i want to be i want to be able to, to push the pace hard for five rounds if it if it actually lasts that long and uh yeah so at the moment i might spar i'm uh, probably on about like one light spar on on sundays um or pads and then and that's just kind of like going with like just like the amateurs or some of the, the other fighters like not nothing too crazy and then on tuesdays so tonight tonight's gonna be a hard spar uh that'll sort of like we'll do a doghouse, which is like a fresh man in so like i'll have paul yeah. hughes one round then a couple of other boys, the next couple of rounds, and then Paul he's back in, and they're all fresh coming in. Whereas I'm going to be wrecked, and I'll do that for six rounds, and that's my hard sparring for the week. And then sometimes I do a bit of boxing sparring on the Friday with some of the pro boxers from around my area. It Are just you depends, you know.
0: about who you spar with when you've got a fight coming up.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and like, well, I'll not really like um, spar <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> 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 I'm not like you know. There's guys that are just like, if if I'm fighting like a real, like if I if say I was fighting Manny Ben-Laktar, he's a, he boxed for, he box for France. Like he's, he's coming out to throw hands. Yeah. So I wouldn't be getting in like Matthew Elliott, one of the younger pros in our team. He's just a wrestler, like at a very, very, and he, he's he got strikes as well, but he comes in whenever he's sparring me, he's wrestling. Yeah. So I don't need to be sparring him too much. I'll spar him and i will get caught. Like I'll use it for cardio and things like that. But, like, I'll be bringing in, like, uh, I'll be sparring, sparring some of the pro boxers and I'll be sparring some of the, the pro Muay Thai fighters. Um, so I'm more selective about my sparring, like, just to kind of tailor it slightly towards the fight. But by and large, it's kind of all the same people, really, because, I, you know, as I said, never really – always prepare for everyone. So prefer, prepare for the wrestler, prepare for striker, because you could be fighting anyone. Anyone could pull out up and right up until the fight, so just stay ready for anyone.
0: So true, and especially yeah. with COVID as well, we've got like another element added in. Like, I think this time, Touchwood, yeah. touch wood, we should be getting way, way less of those COVID positive tests. But, um, God, exactly. that was an absolute stinker when we were losing amazing fights to that. I know, I know. <laughs> the exactly, last it's still
1: happening, but like, oh, like, it's it's becoming a bit more rare now. So, hopefully, it's kind of settles down now. Oh, I know, so, yeah, I know,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately, you won't be sharing the card with Paul Hughes this time. Um, he released a statement yesterday to say he's not fighting on this trilogy.
1: Yeah, I know it's like, ah, oh, it's it's a bit of a string of bad luck for Paul. He, uh, I think everyone thought that he won the, the original fight with Jordan, you know, and then it's a very close fight, but I, it was I thought a very, Paul, close fight. very close fight. Listen, before I say anything, your man Jordan Vchenik is a great champion, very yeah. active, comes to fight and wants to fight the hard fights. So he is like as true as a champion as they come, like, like a big fan of his. I, I just think that Paul won the fight. But it, regardless, so that, that even Graham Boylan said, we've got two number one contenders here, Jordan mm-hmm. and, and Paul. And rightly so, Jordan fights, Chapa, Paul fights the winner of that. But Paul, being Paul, just like, "I'll fight, I'll fight the next guy in line," and he did. And he, he, he that guy he fought, I can't remember his name, but Hinden. very good.
0: James Hendon, yes. yeah, James Hendon, very, to.
1: very good. Paul beat him, so Paul before that fight was the number one contender. Took out the next in line, and now he's still the number one contender. Yet he still doesn't have that. He still can't be fighting for the belt. So. Rightly it's so, tough he's
0: t- because Jordan's yeah. next fight, where he took the belt off the champion, was so close as well. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. It's just, it's just a, a string of bad luck, and you know, it should be Paul fighting for the belt, but you can see why they want to do the rematch. It's just, it's just unlucky for Paul, and rightly so. He's taken, he's sitting this one, and he's fought back to back to back, and uh, takes some time to recover, uh, not train like, like a madman, which is going to be very hard for Paul because he's constantly training, and um, really, really hard. So take a bit of ta- downtime, relax, and then he should fight the winner of Jordan and Chapa in in September. Hopefully it's not a, another close fight. Hopefully we get a a, a more decisive uh, winner. Yeah, it's kind of answer, yeah. And so then Paul when,
0: can... when Graham replied to, to Paul's statement, he talked about potentially Paul fighting for the belt at the end of the year in Ireland. Yes, um like that would be super cool if if we're having a cage warriors in ireland by the end of the year um and it kind of is i don't i don't know who will be on that card by then because potentially you and ian gary could have defended belts by by then in september um just you know, it's, it's it's crazy to think what that quad could look like in England. Exactly. Uh, sorry, could, in yeah, Ireland you
1: know, at yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, the, who knows? Like it could be like you know we could have three three belts on the line, and um, with Irish guys contending for each of those belts across from featherweight, lightweight, and, and welterweight. So, and even middleweight. Imagine me and Gary actually going for the middleweight strap, and uh, which I think he could do with I ease. Think I, think could I think it'd be. It well. I think it'd be an easier run for him i think he could beat your boy Matthias on the same night that he fights jack grant i just think there's no stopping Ian gary like i've always known he's good but until that last performance i was like wow geez he just rises to the level of his opponent and a that bit more. was
0: insane like yeah the level of person that he was fighting and how easy he made that look for me yeah. he stole like the, the trilogy and the- he's amazing.
1: Do you know? Do you know what fight I would love to see? Ian in? and uh, uh, like people think I'm crazy for it, but I'd love the same fight. Kamzashmyev. I don't know who'd win. <laughs> uh, Ian Gary is long, very good takedown defense, very good yeah. takedowns, hits hard. Ooh, yeah, that would be a good fight. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how that's how high I rate him because I think Kam- Kamzashmyev will beat everyone in that UFC welterweight division. Probably middleweight division. But I I think that, you know, Ian Gary, right now, those two fighting each other, it'll be a close fight. I don't know who would win.
0: Oh, my God. I could wait a few (laughs) fights before we do see that one. I know for a fact that Ian Gary will back himself all the way to to take that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you see him beating Jack one at at the k toys trilogy? You see him taking the title?
1: Yeah, I do. Um I like Jack Grant. I think he's he's a very very, very exceptional fighter. Jack Grant's actually got a win over me, like my third amateur fight or something. Fought over at Leeds. And um yeah, he's he's very good. He's just um I just think that Ian is just too it's just better than everybody at the moment.
0: Yeah. So that's no like-
1: slight on Jack. I think Jack is probably I think Jack beats everyone else in that tournament bracket, um beats everyone else in the Wetherworth division. Just Ian beats Everybody, in my opinion,
0: so a fight that I wouldn't like to see is somebody who's just commented saying easy work for Joe. I would hate <laughs> if, if they make Reese McKee for <laughs> against Ian Gary. So, what so I, I would like heard. is if Ian Gary moved to middleweight after yeah. <laughs> this fight and then Reese comes back <laughs> into exactly. Cage Warriors. I don't know what Reese's future is, but I thought it was absolutely savage that he was cut from the UFC and the way he was like we've we've seen what his opponent from the second fight has Mm -hmm. has gone on to do since then it doesn't make sense to me the first fight was so short notice against Hamza who (laughs) you know is somebody has a style that you really need to put in a a full camp Mm -hmm. for. it just it doesn't make sense to me in any way however it is what it is I'm hoping that he'll be back in cage warriors and and fighting for that welterweight belt soon. What do you think?
1: Yes, I, I completely agree with everything you said there. I think, you know, Reese took on uh, Kamsath on like what? Like six days notice? Yeah, like, I
0: think it was six And days.
1: I know that Reese had done no training before that. Like maybe some kickboxing rounds. Like hadn't done any wrestling or anything, so he went as he just came off like a holiday essentially and fought one of the best guys in the world. Mm. Um, and I think that on the full camp would give him a lot of difficulties. So, like, and you, like, so, like that—that that should be just kind of That shouldn't be on the record like that. And just, I think we like... all
0: assumed that would be discounted as well. Yeah. I think.
1: And then the next fight, he uh, he fought that tough guy and, and it was like should have been fight of the night. It's a phenomenal fight. But I think the thing that is probably harder for the guys who've actually trained with Reese, um, we know that Reese, like, that was about 10% of Reese. Reese would smoke that guy if Reese, the, the Reese that we know showed up. So I think it's a bit frustrating for us watching that um, and then seeing him cut after that. Like, I don't think he deserves that. But mm-hmm. from speaking with Reese, I think Reese actually is like, okay, right now I've got an opportunity to actually develop and grow. So the next time I'm in the UFC, I'll show them all. And he's very young. Um, I think he's just settling, like just waiting for things to settle down with COVID so that he can go and train uh, maybe in Canada or or elsewhere uh, and just basically wipe the slate, start fresh, build himself up again, and then uh, fight wherever he needs to fight. I would love to see him come back on the Cage Warriors. I think when he does come back to the Cage Warriors, if he does, I think Ian will will either be in the UFC or uh, or fighting for the middleweight belt. And I think reese slots in nicely into that welterweight division as as the the top-ranked guy probably fighting for the belt after one fight or if not just straight away but who knows um like i mean like reese has reese has got a style that will last for the ages like he could be picked up by any promotion uh paid a ton of money to put on fights of the night knockouts in the night you know so uh the future's bright for reese Uh, I know it probably doesn't seem like it right now, but for like Reese, he'll
0: he'll land on
1: his feet big time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think everything happens for a reason. And, you know, not that he needed to be any more hungry. um, Uh But, you know, maybe this was all preparation. So the yeah. next time around, like he's got the experience and got the, because I know like he, he made it, like a real, like he'd never been to a UFC event exactly. before he was fighting on the card, you know? So like it's all good preparation. And I just can't, I can't wait to see him back. I, I love Irish MMA. I think like I, there's so many exciting prospects. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's it's on fire right now. And it's it's a shame that there's not a bigger representation in the UFC at the moment, but I really believe that it's, it's just going to come in a big wave because there's so yeah. many of you on the cusp of it.
1: Exactly. But people like, I think this is probably evidence of how difficult it is to get in the UFC because whenever, whenever Conor McGregor bust on the UFC, he was, um he brought with him like Hulahan and, um, and, and all the other guys, Cal yeah. Pendred, and oh God, I can't remember the, what do you call the guy, Ashton Daly, and what do you call the other we fly with? Oh, hell, I can't remember his name. Team Rhino, change of Paul Redmond, really grumpy. I can't even remember his name. <laughs> him, I, I don't know, can't even remember his name. It's so embarrassing. he be even but more anyway.
0: grumpy now that you can't yeah. remember him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, so like he brought with him all these different guys and they're obviously all good enough to get into the UFC in their own bat. But it just, I think that that kind of era helped, like it was easier being an Irish MMA fighter to get into the UFC. But now that's kind of, thus a settled there. It's just kind of normal. Like you can't get in on the coattails of McGregor anymore. You have to get in off of your, your own bat and you have to, like, it's just, I just think that that's why you're seeing less guys because it is really hard to get to the UFC. It's not yeah. a given. It's and it needs to be as
0: well because it's, it's hard once yeah. you get there. So, like, it yeah. needs to be a high barrier to entry. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. I, I, absolutely. Like, so, the fact that we don't – like, we're such a small island and there's probably, like, the percentage of like, our population that actually train MMA is very small. So, if someone does get to the UFC, it's, a, it's a, an absolutely amazing achievement. And, you know, um, the fact that someone actually from this island, like, got onto the UFC and got – Two belts is just insane. It, uh, absolutely insane. But yeah, I think think from here on out, you know, getting to the UFC is a serious achievement. And it's it's not for you know <clears throat> it's not for everybody. So if you do, it's just it's amazing.
0: Well, there's three of you on the cusp of kind of Cage Warriors titles, which yeah. is is a, a good golden ticket to mm-hmm. to get to the UFC if you manage yeah. to hold on to it and, exactly. and look good doing it. And obviously Reese, I, I really believe we'll, we'll be back there soon. Daniel mm-hmm. says he thinks Reese McKee needs more self-confidence. He always seems super confident to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Reese is so much confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Reese and Paul Hughes are the people, and probably Ian Gary, but I I'm around Paul and Reese so much, but they just have a serious, serious self-belief. I yeah. remember one time like we were up training with Reese. Uh, my coach was wrestling him, Pat, and like Pat, just when Pat wrestles you, know, like he beats you to death. But I remember he gave me and Reese a real hard time, like in training one day, and we were driving home from Newry, and I was all done, and, and Reese was like, "I just know whenever I get into that cage, I'll beat everybody." You know, and I was thinking, she's like, I need some of that." <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Well, yeah, again, we go, we go back to it, that champion's mindset and like exactly. bulletproof it self-belief. Spirit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ian Gary's got it and yeah. you know, like, like you said, you you've worked on it. I, I am so glad. I didn't realise how close you were to actually retiring. I I'm absolutely delighted <laughs> you <laughs> had to change your part on that, and I'm so 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 excited to to see you fight for this title. And it's on the Saturday night, so I don't yeah, exactly. I haven't seen the fight order yet to know. I'm is it going to be co-main below the, Edel- the yeah, welterweight become, yeah. tournament yeah. final? Yeah, so two Irish guys fighting for two belts, main and co-main, and, yeah. and closing out the Cage Warriors trilogy. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely sensational. I've just given myself goosebumps saying <laughs> that. Like I'm so <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well me 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 and me and Ian actually have a hundred percent record every time we're in the corner together. Like it's either him fighting and then me fighting, or vice versa. We've a hundred percent win record. So and in the last one we had two back to back KOs. So he I Made fought, and he fought. Yeah, so we'll keep that streak up and come away with two belts. Bring them back home.
0: Fantastic. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. <laughs> Is there anyone you wanted to shout out or, or thank or anything before we go, Joe?
1: I've just uh, all, all my teammates um my coaches, Pat, Shando, uh, Donard and, and Adam and, and Slim's Kitchen for their continued support. Um, they've been sponsoring me um, for the past three years, meals every single day. Um, uh, Do they deliver uh, to the UK? Do they deliver to the UK?
0: Do they deliver uh, to England?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Um, Their meals do uh, look really good. <laughs> yeah, I'll put in. I'll put in a word with Gary. See, <laughs> see, what, see what he can do here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I was uh, investigating your uh, Instagram, I was like, all oh, those meals do look decent.
1: <laughs> They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, the best thing about Slims is whenever. So you can go to the restaurant and their whole menu has like the macro calories. So you can pick anything from the menu and you can say, okay, right. Am I allowed? This has got X amount of carbs, fats or proteins. So see whenever you're training for a fight and you're looking for like, not only a normal meal or a cheap meal, you can go there and be like, I know exactly what I can have. Like, so like I just spend most of my time there in the lead up the fights. I wish I could order like a Chinese or an Indian, but and do you work
0: out your own macros or have you got someone who does that for you uh
1: my coach adam um from strong and supple he he uh he does all my like kind of nutrition as well so he does my strength my conditioning and my nutrition and he manages my whole weight cut as well so like he pretty much just kind of um estimates like what i should be trying to hit and like i mean like i i always used to like skip carbs i used to th- like have a high fat high protein diet because i was like afraid of carbs and yeah. i think actually most MMA my fighters are like that but he's really worked hard to kind of change my mindset on that and and now actually most most of my meals are like really like carb heavy so my, my sessions are all fueled on, on on carbs and my output is so much better i'm, I'm eating way more now um, and more energy and training and the weight's still coming off but whenever i start The best thing about it is whenever i actually start when i come into fight week normally i'm like 70 77 kilos i have to get down to 70 so on the friday the week before i'm 77 kilos but i'm 77 kilos depleted there's not much to come off that so like i'm trying to like i take out whatever carbs i had in my body and i haven't really lost that much and i have to take most water but now i'm coming up to fight the week before i'm 77 kilos but loaded up on carbs, so yeah. I just kind of reduced like those carbs like by like what three quarters and then a half closer to the fight, and the weight just starts flying off me. So I actually have way less water weight to cut, and i harder. How long have harder. you
0: been doing it that way?
1: Much for my last fight with Karen, that was it. Wow! And like yeah, and like like see like I remember Grant Boylan saying to me one time when I was he's like Jesus, Joe, like I mean, what do you do in your weight cut? Like you just look around this, you have never had an easy cut. <laughs> And I was Shade half dead. Him. Yeah, I was half dead. Thinking, I can't remember one time. He like he was like he looked at me as I'm like Jesus. And I all I remember thinking was like I hope my opponent doesn't push me here because I'll just fall back into this radiator. I, I am lifeless right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrendous. But like like for that time, oh my god, the weight cut was like a breeze. I honestly, I was like walking about. I was able to talk to my opponent like in the lines i felt um, like amazing like barely had anything to cut so and i just need to replicate what i did last time but i'm actually like i track everything so i have a spreadsheet and it shows all my fights and every day i i has my weight so i can see today i'm i was 80.3 this morning but i know in the same the same day for my last fight i was actually 81.7 so right. I'm like a kilo and a half ahead of what I was for Karen and Karen Lester was the best weight cut. So, like, I'm way ahead of schedule at the moment. Yeah. So, like, I, I, like, that's a good, like, a good tip for fighters is to always track your weight and that's always
0: the add like. list in you. <laughs>
1: yeah, and but add comments as well. So, like, you can say, right, well, I'm actually uh, like I was way lighter the last time. On this day, I'm like heavier, but if you look back at the comments, you're like, oh, that's because I was sick. I was sick the past two days before that, so that's not actually a true weight reflection. Like that's just like sick weight. So it's like having all that data there to look back on, and and it's all about like you always, like for for me anyway. I'm always, I always make weight. Uh, I've never uh, come close to missing weight, and so it's just about me feeling confident about fueling my body throughout camp. If I see yeah. that I'm on the right track. I'll fuel up today not worrying that I'm gonna like be heavy or whatever I know that yeah I'm gonna be high, like have loads of fuel for this session and um, I'm gonna recover really well and my weight's buying on where it needs to be whereas if I didn't know that and I was a wee bit worried about my weight I'd be like I'll skip that meal I'm Not I'm going into that session under fueled not gonna recover as well just because I was so worried about the weight so I think that's like probably like a really good thing I try and tell all the fighters in the gym you should do that but I never do <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we've definitely talked about the glamorous side of fighting, the hideous weight cuts and the Mm -hmm. facial paralysis and Mm -hmm. deviating septums. (laughs) (laughs) It's good for people to bear in mind when you're putting on a show for them. Like, (laughs) this is what fighters are are putting into it. But uh, I hope for you that this cut goes the same as the last one and is pain-free or relatively pain-free anyway. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for your time, Joe. I really enjoyed speaking to you and I wish you the very best of skill for Saturday, the twenty-sixth of June. I think it's yeah. is it one two four? Okay, one two, is 124. One two five. Yeah, is it one two, Sorry.
1: Well, actually you could you could be right. I lose track. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Saturday night, anyway. It's the pinnacle of the the whole of the trilogy, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. So, anyone who doesn't have Fight Pass, make sure that you sign up before then, because you do not want to miss this. Thanks so much, Joe.
1: Thanks, Kitty. That was great. Thank you. Really Take that. care. Yeah. Bye.